0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda Senior Market Analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer, who is in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. I'm great to be with air condition and uh, just uh, wrapping up another busy week.
1: Yeah, it's something that uh, we don't have enough of in this country, air conditioning. The beginning of this week, we hit, uh, you probably read it in uh, in your papers or on your media, we hit uh, record temperatures. We had the highest temperature in the UK since, well, since the dinosaurs, really, if you, if you believe that. Um, let's talk first about interest rates, because uh, it was a big week in terms of the european central bank which brought an end to the era of negative rates in the eurozone with a bigger than expected half point hike we heard from ecb president christine lagarde she's warned of a darkening economic uh, outlook and this was a surprise to some markets wasn't it because many had suggested that the rates would rise by 25 basis points rather than double that
0: very much so and i think um a lot of traders paid close attention to, uh, all the events of that day. And, and, uh, you know, before the, the policymakers made that decision, there was that argument that they should with a quarter basis point, um, increase. Uh, but I think, you know, the inflation outlook, um, uh, definitely warranted it. And, uh, I think a lot of traders though, were, were surprised that we you know, it took eight years for us to get out of negative rates. Um, but, uh, I think you have to acknowledge that, um, Christine Lagarde's assessment of the economy, uh, is spot on. Um, you know, the, Every, every every data point seems to be deteriorating fairly quickly, and the, when we take a look at you know some of the morning data, we we saw uh, you know contraction territory. You know manufacturing activity is 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 uh, plunging here, and and I, I think given the. Energy crisis that will likely persist throughout the winter. Uh, um, this is just a, a very difficult um, an environment for policymakers, and uh, I think the the expectations are that we won't see um, substantial tightening from from the ECB as as um, we're we're seeing um, not just the European economy, but um, you know a lot of their major trading partners are, are weakening fairly quickly.
1: Indeed, and uh, they didn't have much option, did they? Really, with the euro being so weak against the dollar. Prices rising uh, steeply, but we should remind listeners: rates are still at zero percent, which historically is still incredibly low. But as you said, there is going to be some reluctance going forward to increase those rates too much, with the threat of recession lurking around the corner.
0: I, I think right now you're, you're you're seeing a rapid deterioration in the data, and and uh, this is why um, you know money markets are are now you know, becoming less convinced that uh, the ECB will be able to um, keep up this uh, tightening pace. And I think you're probably um, going to see that um, you're looking at maybe one more um, decent rate hike. And then um, I I think um, the data will tell the rest.
1: So you actually think the ECB will remain reluctant to raise rates. Why are we here in the UK and of course where you are in the US talking about massive rate rises compared with the ECB?
0: Well, when you take a look at how our economies have been performing, and uh, more importantly, um, how quickly uh, central banks decided to react to uh, inflationary pressures, you're seeing that the path by the Fed is is for um, you know rate hikes throughout the rest of the year, um, and that's because the economy is on sound footing. Um, the, the UK economy has has been. Um, well positioned and I think uh, their central bank is being credited for uh, being faster than, than many in, in fighting inflation. And and, uh, you're, you're probably going to see that, um, you know, I think the unbalanced um, or more so the, you know, the Southern periphery is um, really providing some trouble here. And, and I think that's why, you know, you know, the ECB policy decision, uh and you know and, and the focus on fragmentation um this is this is really going to hamper um how the central bank is going to be able to dictate policy and, and, and i think right now you're probably going to see that um you know the focus over these next few months is going to be you know you know what happens in italy and, and qu- how quickly do we um need to see that um new um, um emergency tool be used to, to support um that part of the, the eurozone
1: interesting how you think the uh, uk And the Bank of England acted quickly because uh, some have been suggesting uh, that they haven't. uh, This has been one of the uh, considerations in the Conservative leadership campaign for the new Prime Minister. Some have been critical of the Bank of England for not uh, raising rates uh, earlier than they did. But let's move on to a a different uh, central bank the Bank of Japan and also South Africa. What's happening there?
0: Well, right now, I think all the central banks, you know, they they were um, given a difficult task. I mean, we, we saw an unprecedented amount of monetary and fiscal support. So, I mean, it's always easy to in hindsight to say, oh, they should have they should have done more. And I mean, yes, uh, you know, you know, the argument. Um, for, you know, each central bank to have acted earlier is, is easy and, and is made pretty much across the board. Um, uh, and I think what you're going to see though, is, uh, for the bank of Japan, um, they're just not, e- they're, they're, they're not tightening anytime soon. Uh, their, their, their policy, uh, is pretty much, um, etched in stone. And I, I think what you're going to see, uh, is that, uh, you know, Japan is leaving a weekend that, um, um is 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 really uh going to be troubling for the economy and and right now uh you know currency controls that you know the boj has um you know been very um their, their job has been complicated because you just had you know such a strong dollar um and um, i think what's what's really difficult is when you have global economic um weakness um, you know, it's also provided a uh, you know s- strong safe haven flows for for the yen. So so I think you know their policy uh, is handicapped and uh, it has a uh, limited reach. Um, but I think right now you're you're going to see that the BOJ you know they may be ahead of the curve by standing pat on rates. And and, and right now you're you're probably going to see that um, you know investors are, are going to be a little bit more skeptical here as far as um, you know how the global growth picture unfolds, but right now I think there's a, a good argument to be made that you're probably going to see um, central banks um, um, dial down that hawkish rhetoric um, as as um, you know a lot of these data points are showing a much faster deterioration here.
1: And South Africa, that was also quite an important moment, wasn't it?
0: The biggest interest rate rise in nearly 20 years, uh, and I think it, it shows you that uh, um, that central bank is focused on Tackling inflation, and, and right now, um, you know, we have seen a steady uh, stream of larger than expected rate hikes um, from the ECB, um, uh, the South African Central Bank, and and right now, I, I think you're you're seeing there's this scramble. I think uh, it's important that uh, uh, when we look at emerging markets, uh, they've they are trying to to get in front of uh, you know what seems to be um, a fear that you know these global recession era, recession calls are just going to intensify and that's going to lead to further dollar strength. Uh, so you're, you're seeing much more aggressive, I think, um, stances by these central banks. And I think with, uh, with South Africa, um, you know, the, you know, their, their, their economy, um, is, has, uh, <clears throat> been really um, impacted by, um, you know, the significant rise with global prices. So I, I, I think that, uh, this, uh, is, is really going to, um, I think um, kind of lead to more expectations that uh, you're, you're going to see more central banks become more aggressive over the, this next round of you know central bank decisions. But uh, that might be it. I mean, we might be seeing peak tightening, um, you know, this summer, and then I think um, you know, you'll probably see much more uh, less aggressive rate hikes. Um, you know, th- this month alone, you, you saw. Nigeria, Pakistan, Romania, hung, Hungary, just all all deliver um, fairly substantial rate hikes, and uh, I think uh, this this um, aggressive uh, pace of tightening is is probably um, going to wind down soon.
1: Okay, let's talk uh, energy. Of course, this is crucial when we talk about inflation and interest rates, and uh, there was some good news of sorts: Russia resuming gas supplies via nord stream one which had been shut down for repairs for 10 days some had feared it wouldn't come back online after the uh, outage but that was some respite wasn't it how was that reflected in the markets if at all
0: I think what's also important to know is that this does not mean we can say over the short term that gas supply fears are over um you know even president Putin said that might need more maintenance on July 26, so we're <laughs> just days away from that. Um, so, so, so I, I think what you're going to see is, you know, the energy outlook is 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 really um, what is um, crippling to to a lot of people's forecasts for for European growth. Um, so, so, so I think that, uh, you know, the this was a major risk event. And it was possible, you know, for a lot of traders, this was the main one for the week. Um, the risk of uh, no, no um, uh, gas. Flowing through that pipeline was uh, was a big one, um, but but I, I think you, you're going to see that you know the you know as this war in Ukraine drags on, um, you're you're, you're going to see that uh, the the pressure on energy prices is is, is going to remain elevated. Um, gas is is uh, is vital. Um, you're seeing more efforts. You know the the scramble to find alternative sources um, is growing. Uh, and uh, I, I think that it just uh, that type of uncertainty um, um, for, for Europe is is why you're seeing such downbeat um, growth forecasts um, for the rest of the year.
1: Elon Musk has made a few headlines, hasn't he, over the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we had uh, him pulling out of the Twitter deal. And then this week, Tesla has sold a large proportion of its cryptocurrency holdings. And that's a big blow, isn't it, for Bitcoin? Tesla selling nine hundred and thirty six million dollars worth of the currency uh, it was worth double that at the end of 2021
0: and i think when you you consider uh not too long ago we, we saw the diamond tweet hands for tesla uh, so so um that implies that they were not going to sell anytime soon and they're going to hold forever uh, and that's obviously not what happened when you consider Tesla's decision to do it, uh, it, it really, I mean, I, I think for for as much as you know, people criticize Elon Musk, I think that uh, it was, I think in the end, it's going to be respected that call. I mean, they took about roughly 157 million dollar loss on that uh, on that portion of that test uh, that Bitcoin investment for Tesla. Um, but but uh, I, I think what what you're probably going to see is, you know, investors are. are are, are starting to doubt, you know, is exactly, you know, who, who is, you know, who are the main hodlers um, for, for uh, Bitcoin. And and, uh, that is um, why, you know, I think pessimism still remains fairly elevated. Um, I think when you take a look at price action on on the charts for Bitcoin, uh, it, you know, I, given, you know, the headlines we've seen over the past, you know, week, Um, I think, though, there should be something said that, you know, Bitcoin is 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 starting to stabilize here. Um, You know, where, you know, I think the expectations that we were going to retest the lows um, was the consensus call. Um, That's not happening. You know, Bitcoin, you know, I think most people would say, given the Tesla headline, given the global recessionary fears um, and uh, strain that, you know, is putting on risky assets and and that still the consensus call on wall street is that we're going to retest those lows. So um you know this whatever um, rally we saw s p tentatively touching 4000 uh that was you know bear market rally commentary you know across the board. Um so so this is such a negative environment for crypto but bitcoin is above 23000. Um it's uh, uh I think the key level uh, for, for a lot of traders that, you know, they were thinking 14,000 was, was, was imminent. That did not happen. Um, so as selling pressure, you know, is exhausted, um, there's, you know, I, I mean, like, uh, sometimes, you know, markets, when you have so much pessimism, when you have no fresh money coming in, uh, it, it's difficult to see, to make a bull case, but, um, you know, the price action is supportive. Um, you know, we had, a, a a key crypto conference uh, by Bloomberg, which provided some optimism. Um, but uh, I, I think right now this is an interesting time for crypto, and uh, I think that um, if it doesn't break, um, you know, there is still a lot of money on the sidelines, and that could um, prove, uh, you know, to to be, you know, rather supportive here. Um, I think if if Bitcoin is somehow able to to recapture the twenty five thousand level, um, you'll 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 probably see. Um, a lot of that money that drove it down um is, is going to become constructive here um, i think that this is an interesting time for risky assets um and and uh, crypto which was the, mo- the one that got beaten up the most could actually uh, perform somewhat well here
1: okay ed um very interesting stuff let's look to the week ahead what should we watch out for over the next seven days or so
0: next week i, I think for for most traders the the main event is the fed you'll you'll that happens on Wednesday. They're expected to raise rates uh, by 75 basis points. But this is this is going to be an interesting call. There are some economists expecting only a half point rate increase, uh, and there's also a couple that are still saying they need to get in as much rate hikes as possible, and they're still calling for that full point. So uh, normally with rate decisions, especially of this magnitude, you, you typically see some two uh, main scenarios. You know either 50 or 75, but in this one, it's 50, 75, or 100 basis points in rate increases. So that's that's going to be uh, the main event. And then, you know, right after the Fed on, on Wednesday, on Thursday, we get that first look of GDP for the U.S. Second quarter is expected to remain in, in not, let me correct myself, second quarter is is, is expected to be a, a positive one, um, you know, which would uh, be an improvement of that negative 1.6% reading we saw in the first quarter. Um, so I think there's um, around the 0.9% um, growth anticipated. Uh, some are calling for that technical recession, the Atlanta uh, uh, Fed um, GDP reading was also eyeing that as well, um, so um, this is this is going to be an interesting one. Um, if if we see that technical recession, that changes uh, um, what we'll probably hear from the White House as far as um, effects um, or or policies that will be coming down the pipeline. But but I think uh, that that is going to be a, a key one to to pay close attention to. There's a a handful of other key events uh monday you have the german EFO uh business climate um report um there's there's also um a very busy earning season week this is the busiest one uh tuesday we have alphabet gm ge ups uh 3m reporting um you, you also have the imf will provide their latest um world economic Outlook update. Um, you know, on Tuesday also, you have the EU energy ministers will have that emergency meeting. Um, so very, very busy. Um, you know, the first half of the week. Um, Thursday, it's all about your eurozone economic confidence, consumer confidence, uh, German CPIs. Um, Thursday also, we have the two Fang stocks that everyone f- will want to pay close attention to after the close: Apple and Amazon report. And then Friday, U.S. consumer sentiment from the university of michigan uh, we'll also get some uh, consumer income numbers as well so it's a it's a busy week and uh, I, I think that we'll probably see a lot of traders are, are looking to see do we see this little bit of uh, stabilization in equities quickly get faded um and, and um, next week and and uh, that will be the, the focal point for many
1: okay have a very good weekend and we look forward to speaking to you again soon thanks johnny have a good one
0: this is the oanda podcast